Avalanche partnership with Amazon, Cardano's sidechain project and is the bull run finally back? That and more in the crypto market talk this week. In this week's episode, we will talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum, but we will also have a look onto Avalanche's new partnership, some positive and some negative with that, of course. Then we'll also discuss Cardano and at the end, we'll discuss a hard fork on Polygon. Now, before we jump in, let's start with Bitcoin. We have different kind of headlines here. Scaramucci sees Bitcoin at 50 to 100,000 in two to three years as market hopes for a bull run. Now, of course, in the last couple of days, the Bitcoin price has recovered quite a bit, around 24% in seven days to be exact. And now, of course, all the experts are coming out and saying where the Bitcoin price could be at the end of 2023. Now, Anthony Scaramucci, obviously one of the biggest hedge fund guys who is also quite bullish when it comes to Bitcoin. He's actually saying that 50 to 100k in the next two to three years are possible. Meltem the Mirrors is actually saying something between 15 to 20 and upper end could be 25 to 30,000 US dollars in the next couple of months. And now the traders of course are also coming out and saying okay what are we seeing? Now very interesting Interestingly, the Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index, which is kind of a sentiment or market sentiment analysis tool that is being used by a lot of kind of traders to feel or get a feel for the market. What we're seeing here, it has actually turned neutral the first time since April last year. It has clocked in at around 52 on the point scale. Obviously, 100 would be super greedy and uh, minus or uh, zero would be essentially super fearful. Now, however, since moving to neutral in the meantime, it has actually moved back a bit as well, back to 45 to greed because we've just had a correction around from 21 down to 20.8 thousand US dollars. Now what else do we see in the Bitcoin price? Of course if we look at the different uh, indic indicators one of those is of course the RSI and what we're seeing here is essentially that the RSI level that has been touched here the 89 point RSI level that we're seeing here is essentially a very very interesting point we've always seen this just before kind of a bigger runner-up in the midterm so even if it seems like it's overbought right now right now it does seem like we might actually see a kind of a midterm run here. Especially here, we do see a correction over the longer term here. They're even saying around 31% after the third touch. So it could very well be that this was actually the first or the second touch here for the RSI. So is Bitcoin overbought? That is the big question. If we look at the chart, it looks fairly crazy. We've had a very, very strong kind of run here and touched even 21.5, which was essentially the break that we should have crossed in order to get to 23. Now that brings me to the next interesting level. If we're staying bullish, 
And if we're saying the RSI is not overbought, everything is going great, then I think 23,000 is our next kind of big sell goal. Or if you want to short it, that would be actually one of the places you could short it. Because I think the perfect short you've just missed around 21.5 thousand US dollars for Bitcoin. Also, of course, broke the range trade that we've had, might actually come into the new range once again, or maybe we will range, we will stay range bound in this area. This is also a very kind of strong possibility that we will stay kind of within this uh, upper or bigger range than previously. However, also with Ethereum, we've had some interesting news here. We are talking about the Shanghai hard fork that is coming end of February because one of the big topics, of course, was the unstaking or kind of withdrawal option of proof of stake coins or Ethereum 2.0 coins. Now, Shanghai hard fork might be actually coming fairly soon and some people are expecting some withdrawals over the next couple of months. So very possible that we we will see some short-term volatility on the Ethereum side. Now, of course, Ethereum also jumped fairly high compared to Bitcoin as well, was never actually in the lower three-digit round that we did expect, has also touched around 1,600 here, just very, very short of actually, and then has kind of came or has came back. And very interestingly here as well is that it is trying to kind of break through this 1,590 US dollar range. Now for Ethereum, next kind of bigger zone would be essentially 1,675 or if you want to even stay a bit more bullish, I think around 1,800 could be our next bigger goal. Now, is it possible in this run? I personally think this was a very short-lived run. A lot of people have had the hopium as we call it in the crypto industry the, of, of actually seeing higher prices so a lot of people wanted to jump on that bull run I'm not completely convinced yet but I'm not also not completely convinced that this is actually a fake out bull run so very possible that we just kind of uh, grazed here towards the 20,000 will stay here a bit longer and that this becomes the new normal now talking about avalanche we're talking about avalanche actually slipping around 2% because grayscale has dumped avalanche Avalanche from their large cap fund. Now, Avalanche wasn't the only one, to be fair. They've also removed Algorand here and kept or added actually Synthetics. Now, of course, while Grayscale is fighting with their liquidity issues, currently the business is running as usual. So we would expect Grayscale to expand or actually move on with their strategy. And of course, that, that also means that Algorand and Avax are actually out. That, of course, caused Avalanche to drop around 2%, unfortunately. And interestingly, they sold their Avax to buy more Bitcoin, more ETH, more Cardano, Polygon and Solana. I did expect Solana to drop out here as well, at least in the last kind of months, but it looks like they're actually quite bullish still on Solana. However, we do have some positive news with Avalanche here as well. AWS partners with Avalanche to scale blockchain solutions for enterprises and governments because what they did is essentially a partnership with Amazon, specifically Amazon Web Services, 
where you have the option to kind of one-click deploy an avalanche node. Now, the special part is if you're a government or a corporation, you also want to have specific settings or specific options for those subnets or those decentralized applications that you're trying to build, such as privacy or kind of specific compliance things that should be uh, turned on by default. Now, Avalanche has actually agreed on a partnership with, with AWS. So currently it is very possible or very easy for governments and institutions to actually build fairly quickly an Avalanche uh, decentralized application and that in turn means more developers coming onto the platform more developers will cause more value on the platform more value will cause the token ideally to increase this is currently the view that we are having specifically for avalanche so it will be quite interesting to see whether Avalanche can point, although again, they have been removed from the Grayscale Fund. So it looks like at least this partnership has been going well. So where do we stand in terms of price? Interestingly, Avalanche hasn't reached our kind of minimum or barrier that we did expect of around 19 US dollars, just kind of fell short very, very a uh, couple of points here, a couple of even dot points actually, but it hasn't crossed it. So very similar to bitcoin the rejection was actually much much stronger than expected so from 19 down essentially to around 15 and currently we're sitting at around 16 and a half so i want to I want to see this 19 US dollar line to break actually in a clean way in order for us to see higher avalanche prices. How does it look on Cardano's side? Now Cardano has an interesting um, well expansion if you want to call it. They have suggested that the developers can now use a so-called sidechain toolkit has been previewed at the iOS ScottFest and they are happy to share the first iteration that is live right now. So the Cardano EVM sidechain toolkit works as follows. So we essentially have a user space application, for example, this could be a decentralized application, a weather app, whatever, a mobile app, etc. Then using RPC, you do get access to the sidechain node and this sidechain module is actually using the chain follower in order to kind of translate that to Cardano ultimately so essentially you can use other blockchains other consensus algorithms and other sidechain while having kind of cardano as the backbone at the end ultimately in my opinion quite interesting idea i'm just not completely convinced whether this is cardano's kind of main focus or whether it should be cardano's main focus of course this should ideally bring new developers onto the platform as well and again will add some value etc but at the same time i do think cardano is already struggling with kind of uh, getting new developers or um, scaling or uh, getting smart contracts right all of these topics so why are they focusing even on side chains right now or are they expecting that the side chains will bring more developers or more visibility in the developer ecosystem interesting change from cardano if we look at the chart here though we can see 
uh, an interesting zone that I've drawn way way back before I've just kind of extended it from the last time we've analyzed Cardano it has actually rejected the line that the line that we were actually following so we've seen here kind of upper bound of the range that we were trading of around 37 cents got rejected has tried again got rejected again and now we're sitting lower at around 34 to 35 uh, US cent in my opinion as soon as this breaks this could actually become quite interesting because then we're looking at around 43 cents for us as a bigger kind of um, cross to actually get there in terms of trading until then I wouldn't touch Cardano because for my taste they haven't shipped the proper smart contract software now looking at Polygon as well discussing uh, high transaction costs and other issues Polygon obviously has done a lot of things right in the last couple of months however making sure that the infrastructure is working that was kind of a bit of an issue for Polygon they have mentioned that they will do a hard fork essentially on the 17th of January so when you're seeing this video very likely that the hard fork is already through with the idea that they will reduce transaction costs especially gas spikes so when a lot of people are trying to access the polygon blockchain that that, that they will uh, reduce it a bit better or make it actually more efficient they will improve the performance and they will reduce so-called reorganizations which was also inefficiencies when kind of scaling up the transaction so again polygon doing a lot of things right both on the technical side but also on the business development side really liking what a polygon is doing here and if if we're looking at looking at the chart it has actually even broken out of that kind of smaller range that we've defined and is super super volatile so touched one us dollars came back touched it again came back and now sitting at around 99.24 cents so could be an interesting trade still in my opinion next kind of bigger line is around 116 as soon as this line here should cross i think around 1.04 then you could take that trade towards 116 or if you're even feeling more bullish 128 of course polygon has been much much higher in the bull run as well so what we're seeing right now is of course kind of the lower uh, ends of the spectrum that we're observing here with a polygon that was it from the crypto market talk this week make sure that you subscribe to this channel to not miss any other crypto news i will see you on the next one have a good one Oh, 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 oh,